0: What's the comedy scene in Baltimore like? The first show I had was I randomly got because I was like screaming in a bathroom.
1: Uh... As you do not been there. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Library Hours. I'm Reed Bryce. For this episode, I'm joined by one of the sweetest and funniest people I know, someone I met doing a premium sketch review at the Second City Hollywood. They're one of the hosts of the podcast, Bong Hits, as well as your Virgo friend, Cameron, for the Eternal Family streaming service. It's Cameron Farmer. Let's get right into the chat, shall we? You said you're you're cat-sitting?
0: Yeah, we're uh, just cat-sitting for a friend for a couple of months and he's very communicative about what he wants and likes and needs so i
1: think that's one of the first big hurdles of if you haven't had a cat before especially of realizing that they make their needs known oh yeah <laughs> whatever means possible it's the sort of directness of communication that i am striving
0: for as a human being <laughs> yeah <laughs> it would be nice (laughs) to be that way for sure maybe
1: i won't use my claws or you know uh my my, one of my other cats today decided i had not woken up at an appropriate hour for him so he just launched himself onto my body from a high from some high up point no just sociopath stuff just very much like (laughs) no your day begins now (laughs) like the jigsaw killer
0: (laughs) oh my gosh yeah we're such like potheads that like i know he meows for so long but it's just like sorry but I am still deep in red. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, oh! I'm sure uh, talking about pot stuff is probably not a big deal since you are uh, the host of Bonkets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably on the table. Uh, I, I want to know all about like uh, how's it been doing your podcast? How how long have y'all been running that one again?
0: Um, it'll be a year on 420, which is so oh, funny. Oh, oh
1: that's so- that's when you started. Of course you did. You <laughs> stupid <Yeah>. idiot.
0: <laughs> We're so fucking. No, stupid. No, I-, I am too. Uh, I started
1: mine on my birthday, so I would not forget.
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah we started ours on our anniversary so we would not forget Your anniversary which is yeah 420, is, 420. 420. Yeah. this
1: is so many That's layers so of bad. amazing i'm am unwrapping right now i love you and colin so much and i haven't even gotten to hang out with colin much yet but i adore him
0: i know he's the best i love him so much he's so cool he's just chilling right now in the other room i think just uh probably smoking weed yeah, i will uh, for our, uh, for work, our listeners
1: uh it was my first introduction to you but also my first introduction to what he was like just by proxy was that really amazing we you and I did this sketch show at the Second City it was like uh, I'm very proud that it was the first uh, uh, Second City show to probably ever show a uh, hardcore gay pornography but yeah. I also you know you still managed to one up me yeah because you, you did uh, a sketch uh, and I don't know if you still want to do this bit so we don't have to include it or not but I do think America should know that you did you probably did Second City's first sketch about what is it called sounding where the, the matchstick bit oh my god <laughs>
0: mm <laughs> i completely forgot about that i didn't
1: because i would make it ch- i would so funny. i would make a point to make sure that i could be in the wings every night so not just so i could enjoy the bit myself but so i could watch the audience experiencing like having it described for the first time and uh, oh I- I my should le- god I should, if you want to share uh, i should let you describe it because you'll probably do a better job of it but i was just like this is what sounding you know, is even just what that bit in general was because it was a just hug. such a because you you basically it was like you had a therapist and and, and even it was such a meta bit because you knew no one wanted to be hearing this
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's true that is very true i don't fucking remember the bit but i do remember talking about sounding briefly jesus
1: it it, it was one of those things where very um and i think this is why i love you as a comedian and why i want to make sure that i'm uh getting all of my friends to check out your shit is because you have that very Chris Farley meta the, the, uh, the, uh, theater to, to, to your uh, comedic persona, where you know whatever you're about to set that person up with is going to make them just go, oh, okay, what? <laughs> in, in a beautiful way, because you were like, uh, just describing it very off the cuff of like, yeah, sometimes uh, my, my boyfriend will just stick a matchstick up his, up his pee hole.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, yes. That is not something we've ever done, but we were. Well, why did <laughs> I you just want to, to clarify. I want put... <laughs> like right now in, that, in this moment, remember
1: that really old meme where uh it's like some wrestling like panel and that dude in the audience who's a super fan is like it's still real to me damn it
0: <laughs> i just don't want to put colin on the spot i don't want him to have to well, that, I was about uh, to ask him if he expl- could come and do a demo but this
1: is also not a, a video podcast so i guess it wouldn't read anyway So okay we're gonna shelve we'll, no. sho- we'll, we'll, we'll shove the sounding bit i'll let you workshop that amongst yourself if you want to do it on your own time that's fine
0: <laughs> okay that sounds good It would be funny to be, like, so upset about being tokenized for sounding. you're my only friend. (laughs)
1: You're my only... How do... I don't know anyone in the sounding community.
0: Uh, I mean, I'm not. Somebody of sounding experience... (laughs) <laughs> i don't want to uh i don't want to appropriate the sounding experience or culture i'm actually not uh a part of it somebody you on vet listens are. to this and
1: immediately is on the board like we need to do something about this
0: they're yeah, coming I'm for so our way so of sorry.
1: life no uh we, we, we should probably move off of sounding because even though i do have this as explicit i do want people to listen to this
0: valid <laughs> <laughs> Very valid.
1: If you have not turned it off, thank you. Are are, are you finding that podcasting is a, is a really good groove for you? What are you most excited to be to working on uh, on uh, lately?
0: I mean, the podcast has been nice. It's mostly been something for us to like just do creatively pretty regularly so we feel like not so bogged down by like quarantine and just how the world is so insane and missing comedy and stuff and it's it's been a nice stress relief and it's been a way to surprisingly weirdly being a way to like catch up with people who have been listening to it that I didn't know were and then they reach out and I'm like oh my god so, uh every time someone tells me they listen to our pod I'm like well, I'm sorry why oh, no i
1: <laughs> like between that and your and your twitter feed i'm always just very very humbled by like oh no I will I will never be able to just come up with the most amazing thought in
0: the moment like Cameron. <laughs> well what you have to do is just smoke a lot of weed all the time oh uh, dang it i'm going the other direction
1: i'm trying I'm, I'm becoming one of those little teetotalers uh so i can get my mental health in check yeah of course i i i think weed might be something that's still in the rotation for occasions and for making sure i, I get eat enough but i gave up uh the alcohols and that's I good. gave a uh, caffeine, which is the funnier one. I'm like invol- I'm Whoa. involuntarily Mormon. That's the one. I, my doctors are like, if we can have <laughs> you stop stimulants, you'll stop being so much like this.
0: Damn, the caffeine one always seems really tough. That's the one. And I've spoken to my therapist about that, where I'm just like, I I will always drink coffee. I'm all, you know, that's something that I'm gonna do. I'm fully aware it's an addiction, and I'm never gonna stop. And he's like, okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is hard. No, because like it's one of those things where it's so just not to like uh, overuse a, a word that's kind of like uh, at this point but it is no- normal it's just like it, it, in the most yeah. traditional sense like coffee is just something that like you do in the morning and it's how most people yeah. function and and I get more of that sort of like oh man that sucks than I do for the alcohol especially out here in LA where everyone's very health yeah. conscious and most <laughs> of them can't tell. You know, they're you like I, I, I already can only do clear liquids anyway I understand yeah uh, <laughs> it's like that but, but with caffeine they go oh shit girl I don't know <laughs> good luck <laughs>
0: yeah. it's tough it's tough there's like so many more unless i mean i don't want to like trivialize anybody's experience but there are immediate reactions to not having caffeine like every single day and they're really intense and oh, it's fucking I am finding it yeah out. <laughs> yeah
1: i've been having mixed results with my attempts at sobriety every once in a while I'll just like the, find the the cup of green tea in my hand and go oh god damn it <laughs> <They> just <laughs> it just brewed and materialized here okay but uh have you have you been handling uh you know uh being somebody because you're very open with your with your mental health stuff and only as much as you want to mm-hmm. get into it obviously because like i said let's let's only uh, touch on things where, where we want to right now uh well, yeah. what, what's your process been like with your doctor on, on
0: managing especially like uh tail end of this covid stuff? I mean it's been it's been interesting. I had already been doing virtual therapy just because my therapist was all the way in like West Hollywood, Beverly Hills Same. and there was like yeah, yeah. You, you want, I was like the there's good, a-
1: you want the good cure but you cannot commute that far. I understand. Exactly. <laughs> it was
0: such a long drive. Parking was like $12 every time I went and I was like spending a copay and I was like, you know, I can't spend Spend this much money every I time like, I go. This is
1: why therapy is for rich people. For so long that 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 yeah. was. Uh, I, I I tried to figure out like where in my white trash culture like the resistance to medical care came from. And when I finally figured out, it was just the money part. Yeah. Uh, and then and then uh, and then uh, and then on my family's more immediate side, the religious part where you know you you, you yeah. should only tell your secrets to God, and then the people who are talking to God and, and you you give them the money. That's the, that was that yeah. was what their relationship <laughs> to, to therapy was. Uh, but it's so damn expensive. And, and when, mm. when you and I are working the sort of lives where we like, we don't even know what our next gig's going to be. How can you be thinking about co-pays and like long term care? It's, it's, it's prohibitive. Exactly.
0: Uh, exactly. Do, do you
1: think that you've gotten into a good, a good rhythm and, and steady, uh, like accessibility? Um,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm great. I'm one thing I'm grateful about the job that I still have is that it provides insurance, which is a big part of why I'm still there. And so um, it's, it's nice, because like the copay is fairly cheap, even if like consistent. And yeah, just uh, having had, like having had started virtual therapy, like a year before COVID started. Um, or at least hit the U S or at least we are aware that it was hitting the U S it's, um, I was very grateful to have already been like in that sort of rhythm. So that didn't feel too weird yeah. to have to like have everything virtual. Cause I was already doing that. I also was able to encourage a couple of people who are like, oh, it seems weird. And I'm like, straight up, I've been doing it for a year. It's great. it's, it's easier to be vulnerable in my own space and like going and like the That's putting on true. of like yeah of like traveling. And if you yeah.
1: can be in your comfy clothes and with your blanket that you've had since you were six. Because then even then you can probably recognize when you're seeing somebody who's not a good fit for you. Because I also treat therapists like, you know, like dating and relationships. And, and I think a lot of yeah. people uh, mistake it and go like, oh, no, you're my new teacher. You're my authority. Yeah, figure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or what's yeah. your, what's your relationship mean, with your therapist like in that dynamic?
0: I love my therapist so much. He's wonderful. He's uh, like a gay guy. So it's like nice because mm. he like gets it. Um, so there's just like a lot of things that like we... I don't have to, like, do a lot of explaining about things. I can just, like, launch in and talk about it, which is super, super nice not have to do that extra work.
1: No, even even a cisgender gay therapist is is the preference and, and they're so rare even here in Los Angeles like just yeah so did, did you
0: yeah and he lived in San Francisco for a while so he like oh he's yeah 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 I really like him a lot
1: there's just something about the the West Coast flavor and especially the San Francisco gay that they really are able to I don't know. If, and this is overgeneralization. I'm sure there are uh, buttholes. That reminds me, have you seen, and this this could actually segue into the stuff I wanted to talk to you about, uh, all of the cool Baltimore shit. Uh, have you seen the the documentary about the coquettes, the, the drag the drag scene, the West Coast drag scene that was happening at the same time as like the the, the Andy Warhol uh, New York uh, scene in the 70s? No, I haven't. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to get you my Amazon uh, password after this so you can watch it because I feel like you would <laughs> okay. dig it in a big way because the coquettes... They were a troop that came out of that. What's that? That park that everybody's in in San Francisco? All the hippies and they and they meet up and stuff. Uh
0: Is it Hyde Park? I don't Asper- really know too much uh, about San. Yeah, Francisco. okay. I'm, I'm
1: very sorry to our listeners that I don't I remember the, 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 the. Hold on, <laughs> let me just look it up so I'm professional. Uh, uh, park in San. I, I say I say professional as so I Google Park in San Francisco hippies <laughs> it'll come up i'm sure golden Ga- hippie hill all right now it's just trolling me oh god damn it uh height ashbury okay there we go ashbury. i'm gonna leave that in just so people can ha- enjoy that little struggle of me googling <laughs> what is a park in san francisco <laughs> uh, the, so the height ashbury scene you know like when all the hippie communes like they had nowhere to go because they were not they were obviously not going to be going and fighting any of those little wars uh, that were happening yeah uh it kind of was like the same way the Japanese street fashion uh, scene happened organically. These these hippies would be so high, they'd be like, "Let me put on every single piece of clothing in my outfit," and they would like yeah. organically come out with these drag uh, sort of looks. And uh, there were these these queens that they they figured out that they would, every time they would go to this one midnight movie, they would uh, end up causing a big scene just because of the way they look because they were so fabulous. And they struck yeah. a deal because they wanted to get into the movies for free. They struck a deal to become the opening act for the movie house. And the, that rules. Yes, and the movie house was like, all right, and then they started like um, doing so well that like people would be coming just to see them. And the coquettes started. Uh, they started trying to get their shit together. They were like really, really, really drug induced acts. And it was actually one of the most inclusive. Like, uh, you're here, baby, let's do it. You had like you had straight. Uh, drag queens like guys who were like yeah I just this is what I love doing you had like uh, cisgender women who were drag queens there was even a a moment in the the documentary where uh, a gay guy and a lesbian like just had sex by accident and then they ended up a couple and they had a (laughs) baby and they ended up having a drag queen baby (laughs) <laughs> and there's like that, rules. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> From that, um, the, the coquettes were actually the people who got John Waters and Divine on the national map because they were the ones who were
0: like, got We see it. what
1: you're doing there in Balt in the Baltimore scene. Let us play your shit here in San Francisco. Uh, and then, uh, it, uh, it, it went over like gangbusters. And so they're like, Let's fly you out. So they flew Divine out, and all of these drag queens actually went in drag while Divine was also in drag because Divine, like, apparently, uh, it, it was said by her in the film that, like, like. Like she that she was uh, she was her male persona when she she left before she left the house that day. But after that, when she got on the plane, she was kind of like if you saw her from that point on, she was divine because of what happened was when she got to San Francisco. She was just immediately like a huge sensation. And that got them all national attention. And uh, and honestly, uh, I don't think that the Coquettes would have been as successful without uh, John Waters and Divine as well because there yeah, is something yeah. about Baltimore art and so that's why I want to talk to you because you're because uh, you spent time are you are you from there or did you spend time there. Uh-
0: no i'm from here actually from Pasadena, but i right? live or, 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 yeah. or, or, or i can believe that but uh but you're oh that's okay. fine i don't okay, care well. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: um i i've said it many times oh, that's so. right. that's <laughs> the reason
1: I know because you've talked about it publicly never mind yeah I, see, I'm, very, I'm very much like are you okay what's going on I- <laughs> i'm good i'm good uh, tell, but tell me uh, tell me more about uh the time that you spent in baltimore because uh, i know that I, I know it's important to you uh, a lot in your uh, your influences you've talked to me about it before
0: yeah well i went to college there and moved into the city my senior year of college and then stayed another extra three years. So it's funny too, because I've lived in LA, the city of LA longer than I lived in the city of Baltimore so far, which is crazy. But I, I was in Maryland for seven years and it was, yeah, it was fucking great. I loved it there. It's like my favorite place in the world. It is a very extremely like creative city. It feels like people are making art in all sorts of different ways. Like literally all around you like how how would you describe it as kind of uh contrasting from like the la scene well it's walkable is the first thing oh, <laughs> that's, that's like the, very that's different big stark difference. i didn't yeah i didn't have a car the entire time i was there which uh i miss so fucking much because i just walked everywhere i went or i took public transport. and there's so much free public transportation which is incredible oh, so, uh,
1: very walkable is, is that because it's like smaller is it uh am i thinking in yeah. terms of like uh, like a pittsburgh sort of size or what what, what are we thinking
0: i don't know what pittsburgh is like but
1: i <laughs> or like uh it's, or like maybe manhattan sized or in terms of like the actual island. no it's
0: it's like less dense i would say um i would say it's probably similar to like it's hard to describe because it really is like the only place i've been to like that um smaller than, size, smaller than san francisco um i guess it would probably be kind of more similar to san francisco okay. Um, I've I know a lot of people would like go to chicago after and maybe leave chicago and come to baltimore and there are like a lot of similarities there i've heard oh yeah uh,
1: what were you studying in college what where, uh where'd you go
0: <laughs> i went to goucher college it was a small liberal arts school it was like 1500 undergrads so was really really wow. tiny for the whole and it, it was about whole school for the undergrad yeah i think grad the grad program was maybe 200 people but they didn't like stay on campus or anything so it was like super tiny and i was really involved in school because i loved maryland and i loved my school um so it was just like everybody knew each other what were you studying what, what 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 were you really excited that you did while you were there i got my degree in american studies which was just so fucking insane uh, wait, wait, okay hold on i i have a public education <laughs> from riverside county so what is american Studies? <laughs> yeah it, i mean it's like so not a thing it's just like it's like the easiest degree in the world if you're an american Yeah, you, you, uh, you just you
1: just you do the pledge every day no no don't don't be don't, yeah. don't be don't be a uh, modest or you know uh, uh no a i'm
0: not it's just like it's like sociology and anthropology for america and it was essentially like a make your own major because at my school there was only one official american studies class um and it was intro to american and
1: study. you got there and you're it, like this is my whole life baby
0: yeah i was like this rules like I like this I like getting deep into this but like what was cool about it was like I could uh because it was like a make your own major sort of it was just like if this class has to do with America then it fulfills like parts of like whatever you need to do and um or it's like parts of the requirement and so a lot of my stuff was really like based on English. So it was essentially like sort of an English major. But then there are people who are American Studies major who did like a lot of history. Um, there are people who only did theater. Like it was really it's it was a major where you could like fuck around and find out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, because I am a little nerd that like uh, when I, when I'm in school and you know and, and my and, and my. Uh, my, my spectrum-ness is not getting in my way because, uh, like, the STEM stuff, not so not so easy for me to deal with. But uh, yeah. especially when I started getting into the college-level classes of, of history and especially, like, American history, it was really amazing to find out, like – uh, all the all the shit that had been uh, explained or educated to us like incorrectly or just straight up or, like that was the a revisionism yeah. of it.
0: Like <laughs> I mean, it is very illuminating to just like take a deep look into like what America is and how we got there, and to see that like eighty well ninety eight percent of it is all falsehoods, <laughs> or it's like redistributed information uh, to fit like a different narrative. Because like what America is is like it's a narrative and it's an idea and like the American dream, and so like. like Like whatever our history was or whatever like is happening now is always gonna be filtered through certain ideals. And so just like learning how those ideals came to be, or learning how those like ideals uh transformed like real information and real history was was mind blowing. And it's like I already had a a bit of an understanding of that being just like a black person in America. I can, I can imagine I like, that you have yeah. a,
1: you have, a, you have a, <laughs> probably a degree of uh, <laughs> we'll say we'll say experience to be able to take in those things and, and process them differently than I will. Uh, yeah. and, <laughs> full disclosure, I'm like, a white yeah, person. That sounds if about If you could right. not tell yeah. by every timber and and intone and, and, and you know, d- demeanor, <laughs> I yes, I am a Caucasian. I will admit, I will I will, I will not front about that. <laughs> okay. Was there? Was there? you. I appreciate Not to you, it. <laughs> Can you, no, you imagine if I was trying to come out as white to you, Cameron? <laughs> I'm sure it we're a few I'm like, oh, I never. I'm knew sure were well. a few steps from one of our friends trying to pull that shit, But oh yeah, I'm like,
0: who will it be in the comedy scene that's like, I'm actually a different race? I'm just waiting for that to happen. Somebody who
1: was on YouTube early, probably. <laughs>
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, like, do you sure. remember
1: that? Oh God, not to get into much because again, it's not my stuff to even be mad, mad or, or laugh about. But like that, uh, that uh, little loca character, or there's something like that. That it's just straight up. It was what? a white woman, a, a white woman who just straight up like pre- pretended to be a Chola.
0: Oh my God.
1: Sometimes <laughs> I think about white, some of those old guard YouTubers. Like H- you're not getting around that, honey good luck. yeah well good
0: luck. 2020 was the year for a lot of stuff to come out on youtube which i'm like been strangely fascinated by because i didn't give a fuck about youtube for since i was like in high school mm-hmm. and then like this past <laughs> This couple of years 2019 including getting very invested in youtube drama <laughs> the tati westbrook thing coming out and i was like i should probably invest in this no, i because <laughs> this sounds like my cup i of also tea.
1: was around the high school age uh of when youtube started which was like 26 i believe or 2006 i believe and yeah uh, I, I i fell off Except for the parts where I, like, around 10 years ago, I started working in YouTube stuff. So I always, I, I know what's going on in the YouTube world, but only through, like, the weird position of it being children's media. So, it, so it. like, I, I, I have the sort of uh, frame of reference that I've, I had uh, that bu- bad luck Brian guy try to pick me up in a bar once at VidCon. <laughs> <laughs> the meme guy, Yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 ah. so, so he doesn't get the uh the homophobes and, and try to deny it i was in girl mode i was in uh, i was still presenting as a woman at that time i had my long beautiful femme hair and i was putting on a dress and i was doing the tap dance trying to make it work uh and he and he he came up to me, he was like hey do you know who i am and i was like oh no what what's going on what's going
0: on <laughs> do you know who i am please know yeah, who i am know who bad
1: luck Brian is. <laughs> he is a very er- early proto meme where it was just some poor fellow who, that his high school photo he happened to be looking a little bit dorky and it was one of those text memes where it was just like gets in a car dies immediately no that's a terrible example i can't do a bad luck ride no
0: no, i mean like that's like it's they weren't good (laughs) memes so i think that was probably one of the better ones was what you just said i think that was the best example you could Uh, get
1: but i i don't always know like the intricacies the way that somebody younger will will be able just to be like oh yes that's that person who got canceled for that reason and that reason and that reason yeah uh, yeah so i'll just go on unsuspectingly be like oh this person's got a cute puppy channel and then finally like oh it's a puppy mill and they, oh god
0: and i'm like oh god <laughs> I, I i participated in it oh god what it's some way by looking at it <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i focus on the big names of youtube getting canceled because they're you know monsters i have been i you know i love trisha paytas and i always have (laughs) and i knew there was something i knew there was something going on because i'm like these are not things i would say and they're not even things i would think but the way you're presenting yourself seems like a way i would and then i think like a week or so ago she came out like schizophrenia paranoia paranoia or something but she's had like bipolar disorder and stuff and I'm like, Yeah, bitch, that's me too.
1: <laughs> If you've never experienced uh the, the force of nature that is Trisha Paytas, she is one of those people she's amazing. that I uh, like I was saying, she's been on YouTube since forever. And yeah. she's and the way that these older YouTubers uh work and operate and they survive is they get ahead of things. They figure out what's happening in the zeitgeist and then they say, How can I get in on that? You know, they very much remind yeah. me of like the snake oil salesman of yesteryear who instead yeah, of going yeah. around with a cart and horse and being like, I can sell you these shoes that can get you to the moon, they'll go on and yeah. they'll sit on their floor and be like, I'm transgender. And that's what this, yeah, this Well that she, okay. she <laughs> calls she calls it trolling <laughs> uh which is such a great woman I think she's for, a deeply for grifting trolling and grifting if you're making money honey it's not a troll it's a goddamn grift <laughs> I, think,
0: I will give her the benefit of the doubters. I think she's just like severely mentally ill or you know and if, has And been. I also
1: even think uh you can be gender nonconforming or trans and you can uh, present yeah. any way you want and you can have any uh, pronouns you want so if 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 Trisha, yeah. Trisha Pay does had a big thing where she Said that she was a transgender man who uses she/her pronouns and still presents as a femme person, and I don't. And I don't want to in any way because uh, there are people out there that that's their actual experience.
0: Yeah. And
1: and and, 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 and I me, because God forbid me, I'm one of those fucking like the poster boy for like the shitty trans uh, uh, representation. <laughs> you know, like that fucking you know uh, t- you know got on testosterone pretty immediately and you just just, just you're nondescript white boy. So I am not coming for anybody's for any a, yeah. anybody's way of living here but i don't but you know she did she drop that did she go back on that i don't remember
0: well the thing is like she's just such a troll and i think that what she does too is she just uh immediately makes things if she has an idea i think she's still really learning about non-binary um i don't know if she was really familiar with it i know she's medicated now but it's like looking at her and i think she has been doing um uh the same thing I think she was dealing with a lot of the same things that like we now see in retrospect Paris Hilton was dealing with and Britney Spears was do- dealing yes. with, but it was on a smaller level with a smaller audience and it was just YouTube and it was a lot more direct and uh, problematic because she didn't have any publicists either. It's just her making these things, getting views, thinking it's okay. And so she talked. she's been talking a lot more about it too recently where she's just like, a lot of really bad things happened to me. I was experiencing trauma constantly. I was dealing with drug addiction. I was dealing with like low self-esteem and also people who are taking advantage of that. And I was just trying to get views and be famous because that's all, that was the only thing that was keeping me alive and like now she's in a healthy relationship with a guy from israel who she's like learned she's israeli now i guess (laughs) she's like she's like or she's not she's like i'm israeli and it's like you're not israeli (laughs) trisha does she mean that she's converting to judaism or
1: she's like no i'm I'm a citizen of israel now
0: (laughs) i went i think she wants to be a citizen very badly Uh,
1: uh, (laughs) and so getting back to uh the baltimore stuff uh yeah oh, yeah uh, so you, you you were doing stuff with the, uh what 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 sort of uh work were you doing and like what what were the stories that you that you like latched onto and you're like this is what what makes me want to study this was there anything in particular you remember like imprinting on um, like a duckling I
0: think, <laughs> yeah i mean i think it was mostly just taking that intro to american studies class and i think that like the whole class was just like it was an entire semester of like, what does the American dream mean? Where did it come from? What has it done to us? The whole major ends up being that, but then you get to like focus, you get to focus on it different ways. But I think just breaking that down. And, um, I had also like had a teacher, my junior year of high school who like was our American history teacher and he got fired, um, because he was too eccentric. Uh, but he had like made us read the history of a history of people um or a history of the united i don't know that howard zimmer book Mm -hmm. which i can't remember right now Mm -hmm. um and i was like nobody has ever told me about any of this stuff (laughs) and so i and it was like something i'd like latched on to when i was like a sophomore we went to japan i went to japan with my school and like went to hiroshima and i was like yeah this was not the story that was told to me and so i think just like these little like nuggets of just like realizing how fucked america was and then being black being at this like private all girls school in pasadena and being like yeah i know the things you're saying to me but i also know how you're acting to me and i feel like i'm just constantly being i didn't know at the time but i was just being gaslit all the yes. time i was just like uh, I can totally like Yeah. And so I think taking that class and then um, just being like, oh, somebody is telling me the truth. This is like this is um, this is a through line that I have been searching for. And now it's starting to make sense. And I just wanted to, like, learn really more about like my own history as like a black person and um, how black people have been like fucked over. Um, What was interesting, too, was that I was sort of I was attempting to do a music minor, but because of like mental illness and stuff i wasn't able to like yeah, organize sidebar, Cameron is one of the most yeah. beautiful
1: singers i've ever heard in my goddamn <laughs> oh, life like if there had to be a, there was a very very high note you were one of like two people and probably in the whole building who could hit it so yeah so you're doing a music minor okay
0: and uh, i was i was attempting to but mostly what it was is i was like taking a lot of private uh vocal classical lessons and then taking some music classes Um, learning about like jazz history was a class that i took that fulfilled both like this music minor that i never finished and then also like the history like america like my fucking american studies early uh, early popular
1: music history especially for america is like some of the stuff that i hyper focus on the most like what what uh was it really like getting to to learn like those those origins and and artists that made you start wanting to Uh, branch out and become uh, a a musician yourself? I
0: think I just was like, I had always done music and that was like the thing that I did. I did like theater in high school and then I really just liked, had always done music since I was like eight or whatever, maybe even younger. And so I always just was like, that's just something I'm going to do. I hadn't really, I hadn't really like taken vocal lessons by myself that were specifically for classical the thing that was cool about my school is like they offered a ton of stuff and there was like so many things so i could sort of just like pick and choose and experiment and try things out and so i saw that there were vocal lessons i saw because i was taking like a music class i didn't have to pay for them so i was like yeah i'll take a fucking vocal lesson very random who my uh, professor was ended up being like the best choice for me and uh yeah i just learned more about classical music And I really thought I I mean, honestly, my plan was to start doing music after I graduated and um, whether that was like continuing to take lessons and start doing like more classical stuff, um, which like would have been a very like strange way to approach it because a lot of people start much earlier than I did but also like I've never done anything in the timeline that I was supposed to
1: how did you start pinning down more what you uh, are interested in doing Like oh, especially when did you start uh, doing comedy specifically I-, I would love to know the origins of that I mean I sort of tripped into
0: it which is so fucking funny I, <laughs> I can see that literally you
1: just like, uh, like and suddenly you're on a stage and they hand you a microphone and Cameron's just ready to go
0: <laughs> I mean like pretty much is how like it started like I uh I, I didn't realize this until like a year or two ago but when I was super stressed I would write comedy sets I didn't realize I was doing that and then I looked back and saw found some of them and I was like what the fuck yeah. like, no, when you're like, like oh, I performed them for yeah, anyone, you don't necessarily or like, know
1: what a, what a setup or a punch is but you just knew yeah I know to put the funny thing at the end of the sentence uh, is that sort of thing yeah
0: I mean it was just like a way for me to get like things that were on my brain and things I was stressing out just Like, out. And I was like, if it's. Funny, it'll help me cope with it. Very strange, but I I had planned on doing music, and when I first got out of college, I started dating this like piece of shit.
1: As you do, yes. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: it like took over my life for like a year, so I wasn't really doing anything. Yeah, but then as soon as like that broke up breakup happened, I think literally the next day I was like started playing music with some dude that I had like randomly. (laughs) That's so funny. It's like only I feel like this can only happen in Baltimore. I was at um. Um, I think in part of like the long breakup that I had with this person. One night I was super drunk at a bar, and uh one of my favorite bands was playing on one side of the bar, and then in like the other room that was divided by a hallway was like make make your own band night or start a band night. Was, they had done favorite, like a who few times. Who's your favorite
1: band? Unless you don't want to name them now.
0: <laughs> oh no, it's okay. They're na- uh they're like one of my favorite bands in Baltimore. Their name's Big Mouth. It's like uh, just like a punk. Punk band like f- uh, punk three piece. Or- no it was it's just like punk It cool. was uh, like a male drummer A female bassist A female guitar player And then a female vocalist oh, Okay so female uh,
1: dominated Which means I will actually Want to listen to it Yes excellent Yeah
0: it's They're really 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 good um, And then I finally just bought Like their uh, album Because I had listened to Their band camp Too many times for free And it's like You're gonna have to buy this And it's <laughs> like And you're gonna have to Buy the vinyl And I was like Okay I will And I'm glad I did Yeah we'll,
1: we'll give them The shout um, out So other people will go And buy their vinyl
0: <laughs> Yeah they fucking rule but yeah it was like start a band night which is like an experimental thing they did where they would have like a drum set and like a keyboard and guitars and stuff and you just go up and just start playing and i like drunkenly like randomly started playing with like these two i didn't play i just stood up there and started making up words as i was like wasted with these two other people and then ended up meeting up with one of them later and we were like let's start and so like i think it was like the day after my a birthday party where i like finally broke up with this guy and then this other person came over and we wrote like a song and i was like this is dope we had a band for a few months and then he moved away and then i was like well i want to keep doing creative stuff so then i did this like play at this uh theater called single carrot theater that was also a musical and so i was like okay cool i'm gonna do this i don't know really what my thing is gonna be in baltimore but maybe i'll start another band Maybe I'll do more acting in the time there. One of the people who was involved in the theater was also involved in like the Baltimore comedy scene, which I had had very little experience with yeah and what's it what's the comedy scene in baltimore like it's strange when i was when i was there it was pretty divided um because then the first show i had was i randomly got uh because i was like screaming in a bathroom uh
1: (laughs) as you do not been there (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) and then uh my now my friend but uh this woman lexi mountain like came up to me and she was like you're very funny i do this like comedy workshop thing You should join it. I was drunk and I was like, cool, comedy workshop. We sit around and we talk about comedy or whatever. I'll do that. I don't know. That sounds like fun. I think like two weeks later emailed me and she's like, okay, so the show is this day and you have five minutes and see you then. And I was like, what? Like, wait, it's a show. And if you don't know...
1: (laughs) Five minutes can feel like nothing, but when you actually start thinking of like, okay, let's fill in these five minutes, it can suddenly become the most daunting feeling for a first time comedian to be like, how do I have, how do I have thoughts for five minutes consecutively?
0: And like, I hadn't done any open mics. I hadn't like mm-hmm. really written a real set before. I hadn't really written jokes before. So I was like, okay, so I guess this is just something I'm going to do. And if I don't do well, I don't and whatever. It was all female, but, but it was like, there are trans women who are also on. Okay. It so just it wasn't like, turkey. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And if it was like, if there were um, trans men who wanted to do it, I'm sure it wouldn't have been a problem. I feel like I'd done a show yeah. that same show. Trans Um,
1: trans masculine people, we don't know where we're allowed to go. And so we kind of just go, all right, we'll be in our in my wood shop if that's my thing or I will be uh, fixing my car or, you know, (laughs) I'm going to just not be in the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the whole point of that one, too, was just to like let queer people and let females or like literally anybody come and do comedy in a way that wasn't like intense. Um and like shitty and bad yeah yeah. (laughs) um that's the cool thing about Baltimore too is like it's very 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 open and very welcoming for the most part and then people who are shitty get called the fuck out pretty regularly which is nice.
1: One of my big gripes with Los Angeles is everybody is so wired to be people pleasing in that way, not in that way of be gracious and be nice and be respectable, but to that point where they are. They sometimes make it a safety hazard, in my opinion, both yeah. from the audience yeah. standpoint, but then just in with the people who are technically your co-workers.
0: It seems like at any scene that there is, there's going to be gatekeeping and then there's going to be like protection for individuals who don't need it. And not to say that that never happened in Baltimore before, but I just feel like uh, that conversation was happening pretty regularly about like how to combat that. At least trying and attempting to we're here I feel like it is it is now becoming Part of the conversation I think people having the Time away are like well if I'm going Back to comedy what do I want The scene to look like and do I want
1: Yes
0: (laughs) exactly and like What will I also be like this is Not okay and I'm I don't think anybody Wants this and then everybody's like yeah I don't Want this either and another person's like yeah this fucking Sucks and so it's been nice to take a break And everybody's like okay so we can Have a community and a scene that Like works for us and doesn't like harm other people, which it's hard. LA is a bigger, it's a much bigger uh machine mm-hmm. than just like us, but it starts, you know, somewhere.
1: Do you uh when you're writing when you're writing and doing sets, do you tend to be somebody who loves to have that well rehearsed, this is basically me reciting a monologue in that sort of uh word perfect Beckett way? Or do you like to be someone that's like, no, If I have a better idea of something that just happened to me, I'm more willing to maybe bomb if I can't think of a punchline and just get that fucking weird story out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's I do a little bit of both. I normally just have, like, jokes, you know, that I... uh what am i talking normally i have jokes okay (laughs) all right all right they bring jokes Uh, to the set okay all right. sometimes i have a couple of jokes Uh, uh, well (laughs) i'm gonna steal that but i like to keep it really loose i normally get really stoned before i go up too just so that way i can just like really go off Mm -hmm. so i'll have jokes but if something comes into the minute or comes to me in the moment or if i get really tangenty i kind of like push to see where that tangent goes and then my challenge i give to myself is like how can i get that to the next part of the joke or how can i get back to the joke that i started and haven't finished because now all of a sudden i'm just talking about something else to thread that um, loop from
1: the things that you know reliably will work with just about any audience while then yeah. also not like being like, oh my god, I can tell that because I've over. I think it's the over rehearsing, uh, th- yeah. that goes into the uncanny valley almost, where the person can. That's where you can start to tell, like, oh yeah, uh, you definitely watched the O.J. Simpson trial today. I that's how fresh this joke <laughs> is. <laughs> tell me more yeah. about that. Uh, uh, you know who was like a real revelation to me? Uh, uh, because I just saw her fucking destroy, like, in that sort of just like I am like gripping my seat sort of way uh have you seen um a megan keister perform uh stand up around yes, here? yes
0: she's fucking incredible and when she
1: revealed and i don't know if she talks about this all the time but she said that she improvises almost all of her sets i was just that like rules. i was like that is the sort of uh a plum i wish that i could bring of like no really just in a cerebral way Whatever's coming out of my mouth is going to sound as though it took somebody else like months and years of fine-tuning that's what i would love to to. i don't think i'll ever be a megan keister but god (laughs) bless god she is the fucking funniest person that's insane
0: i didn't know that jesus that's so cool yeah i think like a lot of the people who are like touchstones for me too spending this time reflecting are people who feel very loose in the mo- Like there is an aspect of what they're doing that is just completely natural in the space that they're in and playing with the people who are there present in that moment. Yeah, staying present. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just staying present without it necessarily being like, this is my planned part or like this is going to be this or this. And so I think that was like something I've always strived for. And then it took me a while to realize that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> I try I just like to be loose because... I'm such a control freak in general. And that's just something I'm trying to work on it always okay, and forever. Yeah, it's like so intense. And then it's just like, I, when I do am controlling over certain things, they turn out really well, yeah. but then I have enjoyed the process a lot more when I've released the reins a little bit oh, and I've had more I, fun. I know
1: exactly what you mean. Yeah. But before <laughs> we wrap it up, I, I, I want you to, in your own words, uh, in a more evergreen way, not anything like any particular episode, but give people kind of a general, uh, uh, idea of what what your show is about that way that if they want to go check it oh, out because yeah. uh, I, I love it but yeah describe it in <laughs> your own words for us
0: <laughs> well it's a such it's just me and my partner Colin Baker um, and we just get high for the I think we did a power hour recently too but uh yeah it's just us talking about how we're feeling and it's a chat show it's just a chat show between two people who are uh, insane smoke a lot of weed and love each other very very much and, and
1: we do that and we do mean that in the non problematic way because I will also say I'm an insane yeah, oh, yeah, We are two people uh, Cameron and I oh, Are two no, people yeah. are Very Colin open I, about Our mental health issues
0: <laughs> Yeah Colin and I Both have bipolar disorder uh, I'm realizing I might have ADHD He does have ADHD Yeah Welcome so to just, the spectrum Honey Yeah <laughs> just like Okay it's always Ooh another slur Unlocked Wonderful ah! uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, like in Grand Theft Auto 3, like you, like the a new part of the map opens up, but it's like psychological terror. Yeah, <laughs> I, that was the Colin original. I did borrow that from Colin. Right. was something that we right. have Stop made stealing. a joke to. <laughs> uh, no, I, no, I, I, but I, love- I stole from a white cis straight man, and so I feel like it's okay. Is it's what we're about. reparations. <laughs> reparations. <laughs> I love you so much. I love you too.
1: And that was my interview with Cameron Farmer. You can find them on Twitter at Cameron Farmer, and that is C-A-M-I-R-I-N-F-A-R-M-E-R. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to do something for a good cause, you can donate to my Ford charity Patreon at patreon.com backslash libraryhours with Reed Price. Every dollar we collect is going to the Mutual Aid, Solidarity, and Snacks. They deliver food and services to the people who live on Skid Row here in Los Angeles. Signing up for our Patreon also unlocks our bonus episodes, another of which is going to be dropping this month. I think I'm going to be making it a history episode, so keep your eyes peeled. And again, uh, that's at patreon.com backslash library hours with Reed Price. Either way, I really appreciate you listening, and uh, th- that's all I got today. Before I go, though, listener, please do me a big favor and take care of yourself. You deserve it. Okay. Bye.